Welcome to Real Estate Experts. Join us to democratize the secrets to real estate for everyone, everywhere. Thank you for being here. Let's see what our experts have to say today. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Real Estate Experts. Today, we're on the air with Dr. Roy. Dr. Roy, thanks for joining us. Hey, you bet. You're welcome. Uh, hey, thanks for having me on. Awesome, man. Well, uh, just for everybody, Dr. Roy is a real estate agent at the uh, innovative tech company, Homie, in Las Vegas. And he's kicking us off today with a market report. It's the end of 2020. Why don't you take us away? Okay. Well, you know, it's, it's kind of a, this year has been actually really strange. You know, despite the COVID situation, we've had um, what we characterize as low inventory right now. In fact, at this particular point, we've got about 5,500 um, homes in the MLS. So with that being said there, it is a serious market, um, a seller's market out there for, uh, for us right now. Now, um, That's crazy. Take, yeah, we, well, it, it's great for sellers, of course, but for buyers, it is seriously a nightmare. Yeah. You know, the, um, as far as sellers are concerned, the median list price right now for um, homes in Las Vegas are somewhere around 399000 in uh, Henderson, it would be 470000 wow. This um, equates also brings up, uh, as far as days on market, which is another indicator, in Las Vegas that um, houses will sit for 114 days. Now, that's a little bit higher than you'd expect on a seller's market, but it's um, kind of, um, you know, we, we do have a seller's market. And again, it's all, all a function of the low inventory. Why, why is the low inventory happening? I mean, you'd, I, I mean, like, a pandemic is happening. So many other industries are getting so hit hard. Uh, and it seems like real estate, you know, as we're seeing with prices going to an all-time high. Um, why, why is that happening, you think? Well, you know, it depends on who you ask there. So of course, it's um, a lot of sellers out there that um, want to sell their house. But we and, you know, we've got, um, we've got a tremendous amount of buyers. So as soon as a seller comes and puts one on the market, the buyers will just, um, you know, you'll get multiple offers for each listing if it's a good house. And that's kind of a part of it right there. A lot of it also that is being blamed on the fact that because of low interest rates, people are, um, are refinancing as opposed to instead of selling. <clears throat> and because of the, uh, the forbearances that we're experiencing, people aren't in any kind of sense of urgency right now to sell the house. They're that's actually staying uh, in houses. I, I wonder why. I mean, like, isn't a situation like forbearance? I mean, if you're falling behind on your mortgage, you know, couldn't the forbearances be taken away at some point? And then what becomes the, uh, you know, plan of action to avoid more uh, foreclosure? Well, in this, in this particular point in time, um, yeah, there isn't a sense of urgency because they're still under forbearance. Now, it's when they get out of forbearance that it becomes a sense of urgency. But we're not, uh, we're not there yet for that part. Yeah. <clears throat> but to answer the other question that you have there is, you know, why, why would that actually occur? Um, it's, again, you know, people have, are, you know, they're, they're staying in their houses. It's not like uh, 2008 where, um, you know, people have... Um, you know, the, the threat of foreclosure. The, the, sell, the, the, the lenders right now are trying to work with home buyers to try to keep them in their homes. In fact, we've got a lot of concessions, like they're allowing them to like, if there's a forbearance of six months, instead of having to pay back all that, um, those payments in six months, they get to put the, um, you know, put those payments on the back end. That's so awesome. they get to keep their house that way. I mean, it's great for the home buyers, but then again, you know, that's you know, the question, the original question was, why are we, you know, why do we have, um, you know, not that many homes on the market? 
And these are some things that people are saying to explain why that's the case. For sure. I mean, I'm sure part of it is also being driven by the fact that so many folks are moving to our state, moving to Las Vegas, um, and buying that's up also, property. That's also the case too. Yeah. You know, we've got the, uh, the influx of people, uh, you know, people say from California and from other states also, um, you know, to the state. And that's also part of it too. For sure. Yeah. And the, the other element that I heard uh, talking to a home builder was um, that it's just getting tougher to get supplies in. It's tougher to get access to wood. And because of that access, like homes are just being built slower and not meeting the demand that's being applied by all these other folks moving in. But I guess um, today you're going to talk to us about some strategies, right? Because I mean, it's a very tough market out there, um, you know, especially for a buyer who isn't sure, you know, how to operate. Could, could we go into that? Yeah, yeah, we can. It's, it's a very tricky thing. You know, a lot of people get discouraged because, you know, they, they find the perfect house and it's a great house. They're pre-qualified and they get in and there's multiple offers on, on a home. And, you know, they've got to be able to deal with that and figure out, you know, some strategies on how can I get a home when there's low inventory and two, there's multiple buyers that are um, in the home. And it's kind of a matter of negotiation <coughs> at this particular point of, you know, being able to negotiate um, your position. A lot of people, when they, when they go in and they try to buy a house, they don't realize that, um, you know, hey, you know, we've, we've got to make an offer that a seller would want. So how do we package our offer so that it is actually palatable for, um, you know, for that seller to want to take our offer as opposed to everyone else's. Now, the, 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 the big answer in that would be, hey, let's offer more money. Like, for example, if a house is listed at 300000 let's offer 310 320 or whatever, and uh, let's, try to, um, let's try to get it that way. Okay. We could also offer to um, pay some of the closing costs for the seller. You know, that'd be another strategy that you could do. But, you know, think about it from the standpoint, if I were the seller, why should I accept my offer? Right. Look at it from that standpoint, you know, you can help to figure out, like, how can I structure my offer so it'd be the one that, that he wants to take? Now, an agent, like a buyer's agent like myself, can help you navigate that, uh, that process. And, um, you know, I've been pretty successful in getting offers uh, accepted. So, um, you know, you, you can negotiate from that standpoint. But, you know, that's basically the, the you know, the, the way you do it. What are, um, you know, some ninja tips you might be able to share as an agent that, uh, you know, for the other agents that are watching uh, in terms of like representing the, representing the buyer <laughs> to the other agent and convincing the other agent to go with your offer? I don't know if I want to give up the secrets <laughs> to that standpoint. But, you know, again, a lot of it is to know exactly where you're at. You know, what, what screws us up sometimes is that, um, you know, you got cash buyers. And when a seller sees a cash offer, a lot of times that's the one that, that does it. Pay. That's game over. That game over in, in most 100% of the cases. Now you've got to be able to, you know, okay, let's, 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 let's back up a little bit. If you're the seller, you know, and look, hypothetically, you're the seller, what would it, what, you know, what is your objective? What are you trying to do? Get out of the house as quickly as possible. With exactly. You want to be able to sell that house as quickly as possible. You want to close and you want to make the most money for that. So if you're looking at it from that standpoint, that's how you figure out, hey, how can I get an offer accepted? Because you've got to look at it from the seller standpoint. What would make you stand out? 
Yeah. Even with a cash offer, you know, you can beat a cash offer sometimes if you offer more money. Now, even if you offer more money, they will still probably take the cash over offer your your offer. Why is the case? What's the difference? What's the difference? <laughs> you know? That's a really good. That's a really good question. Um, you know, when you finance it, it seems like there's more moving parts, so it's a little bit more risky. Cash offer. You know, you got the when the cash offer is presented, it's presented with proof of funds. So the buyer's already has the funds already. He's, it's shown in his bank account, so he's got the funds. So it's going to be a shorter route to close that sale. Gotcha. So they, you know, it meets that criteria of yeah, I can sell it quicker, you know, and they'll be, you know, I'm not stressing over whether hey, are they really gonna, are they really going to, um, you know, be a, you know, be qualify for the loan? Can they close the loan? Right. Because I guess so. What happens is uh, once a seller accepts the offer, then the loan has to go through, and there's a chance that the loan doesn't go through, and now seller wasted more time, no money, cash buyer's gone. Yeah, and I've seen it there where the process goes for a month and then the buyer is not able to qualify for the loan for some reason or other, even though they were pre-qualified, yeah, pre-approved. Tesla too early. Right, there, there could be something in there that, <clears throat> that prevents them from getting loan. It, or it could be a matter of the house doesn't appraise for the amount that, um, oh, okay. that they're trying to borrow. And then, you know, that could happen too. So it just could be, you know, some number of things. And that doesn't happen in a cash offer because there, you know, there isn't an appraisal when there's a, when there's a cash offer. So, I mean, are these uh, some strategies that you would recommend to, I mean, to buyers, I mean, like get your appraisal. I mean, what are some of the other things that you recommend to a buyer in this market? Well, a lot of people would tell you, especially in this market uh, and the way things are going right now is to try to get as much, um, on the approval side as possible. In other words, so get the paperwork done, get pre-approved, and try to get that so it shortens the amount of time that um, you know it would be to, to get the loan closed. And also the paperwork is already submitted ahead of time, so that saves a lot of time. Right. So that's kind of a pre-approval is, is kind of a is more of a guarantee that you're going to qualify for that loan. Right. More so than a pre-qualification. More so. Than more so than a pre-qualification, which is just really checking the credit. Okay. So, yeah. So get definitely try to get the approval process as much as possible. There's some lenders that'll do what they call an underwriter's approval. They'll actually look at your file, you know, the application, and the underwriters will look at it and say, "Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll probably most likely be able to approve that. We can pretty much guarantee that that's going to be approved." Okay. And then and that's that's budget. So you could go the three ten if you needed to, if that was in your budget. Yeah. Well, you can also. <clears throat> prepare to maybe you might want to sweeten the pot a little bit if you've got the funds to offer above listing price. Now, yeah. I'm sort of hate to do that, you know, especially as a buyer's agent, because my objective as a buyer's agent is to try to get you the lowest prices I can. But you also want to get the, you know, to get approved or get the be the one that the seller takes, you know, the offer that the seller takes. So you want to be able to um, to, to do that. No, for sure. I think, uh, have you, uh, you know, before we go here, any uh, like unique stories you've seen? You know, I spoke to one investor who said that, you know, he would bring just tons of gold with him uh, to present alongside his offer uh, to the seller. Anything like that, maybe? Well, you know, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of stories. But, you know, we could be here for like maybe three or four hours. Right, I bet. And, and, and talk about this. But yeah, it's, it's going back again to the basics. You know, what is it that... Um, 
that you can do to sweeten the pot. And I always, um, you know, there's a lot of things you could do psychologically. You know, you could tell them, you know, like your, your seller thinks that they've got the greatest house in the world. You can pretty much tell them, well, you know, maybe that's not, um, you know, we're willing to work with you in something that may be a flaw or something might not be 100%, you know, what, um, you know, would be the perfect house for somebody. This may be the perfect house for my buyer. In fact, that's, that happened to me. I had an offer um, that got accepted and we actually was below list price because what we did was um, we said, this is a pretty unique house. We've got this guy here is, um, you know, even though it's a three bedroom house, it only has one bathroom. What do you think the chances are of a family wanting to have just one bathroom? But if you got a single guy that's wanting to buy this three bedroom house and it's got a garage attached to it that he can use to, um, to do his sideline business, which is fixing motorcycles. This is the perfect house for him. Now you can scramble around and try to find somebody that may want this house, but it's not the perfect house for them, but it's the perfect house for this guy. And we convinced the seller that that was the truth. You know, there were some other things, it's an older house. So there were some things that maybe most families would not want to put up with, but a single guy, wouldn't mind it. That makes so sense. We able, so we were able to convince them that, hey, this is the perfect house for him. This is his budget. It's $9,000 below your list price, but this is a win-win for everybody. Right. And we were able to get them to accept the offer. We closed it in 30 days and everybody was happy. That's awesome. And now this guy's got a spot for his business and maybe even a roommate. Um, and, uh, and just one, one more question on that. I mean, did the house have no other offers in that case? Um, or no, no, in that case it didn't. If, it, if you've got other offers there, you've got, um, you know, you're, you're, you're actually paddling uphill, you know, up, upstream right. rather. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> you know, I usually try to find one where there's no other offers um, that are involved and that's my perfect, um, my perfect scenario. Right. That makes sense. That makes sense. That was some gold, that was a really good golden nugget there. You know, the folks that stayed till the end, or if the house has been on the market for a while, if it's been, you know, like remember I said there was 114 days, the average time that a house is on the market. If it's on the market for more than 114 days, then you might have some negotiation room there. And that's what we look forward to. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us and uh, we'll be back to do the seller strategies. Okay. Hey, Sam, this, uh, this has been fun there. I uh, look forward to it there. Elias, have a great day. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much for tuning in. I have tremendous gratitude for our guests and you listening now for joining our mission of democratizing real estate education around the world. If you want to learn more from our experts, our mission, and get involved, then please visit realestateexperts.org to get started. Who knows, you might even be a guest on a future episode.